Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I give you, I, Bill Handel, give you marginal legal advice and tell you you have absolutely no case. All right, this one's out of North Carolina. Uh, This is a fun lawsuit. Uh, Damon Fields is suing uh, Gaston County, wherever the hell that is, alleging that his civil rights have been violated as well as the civil rights of his 16 cats who live at home. So the complainants on the lawsuit are Damon Fields and then Bulu and Tony Tiger and girlfriend Sarah, Bubba Logan, Silly Girl Sally, Rascal Russell, and a few others. I'm telling you, I'll bet you the uh, court clerks loved this one. And here's what happened. A neighbor complains about 16 cats in the home uh, because obviously it smells horrible and it's just a god-awful situation. So uh, the authorities come in, grab the cats, Fields is charged with 16 counts of misdemeanor animal cruelty, and the county then starts putting on a $20 a day uh, tab on on the cost of housing and feeding and caring for the animals. Now that's 20 times 16 because there are 16 cats. So uh, within 30 days, the bill is more than $10,000. Well, uh, what happened was uh, the uh, fine was put on hold and they started negotiating. And the judge did not want him to go to jail. The judge uh, did not want to hit this guy with a $10,000 fine. So uh, he, at this point, put everything on hold and the negotiations were that all of the, the bill and all the charges would be drop, dropped as long as Fields keeps no more than five cats. And he was told, pick up five cats, take your pick, five cats. I think his number one was Silly uh, Rascal Russell. And go to the animal shelter, pick up the five, have them sterilized. The remaining 11 would be put up for adoption. And that animal control has to be able to inspect his home at various times over the next six months whenever they want to. And uh, the authorities, actually, uh, the spokesperson for the court said nobody's putting, trying to put him in jail. That wouldn't accomplish him. That wouldn't accomplish very much. We're trying to help. The, we're trying to get him the help that he needs. All right. Great story, isn't it? Let's take some phone calls. Eric, you've been waiting there for a while. What can I do for you? Oh, my God. I didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah, okay. sorry about that. Uh, I know you've been waiting there for a, a pretty long period of time. So uh, what can I do nah, for you? It's worth the wait. Um, of course it is. So it's actually a simple one. Um, <clears throat> I had a garage sale, and uh, all of a sudden, one of these city vehicles approached uh, our home, 
And uh, the guy showed up. He was real nice. He gave me a citation for an unpermitted uh, garage sale. And I was like, okay, cool. I thought it was going to be something bad. Not not bad, but like, you know, upwards, you know, hundred bucks, you know, but it wasn't, it was five bucks and that was, that was fine. But I forgot to go and pay by the deadline. But now I I'm looking at the, the, the citation and he, he got my address wrong. He got the numbering right, but he got the name of the street wrong. So it's not that I don't want to pay the five bucks. It's not that. Literally, it's, it's, five, it's literally, it's, late. hold on. It's literally $5. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to pay it, but since I already missed the so deadline. Find out, so you get to find it, out what the penalty is. How much is it if you miss the deadline? Well, it's a hundred dollars. It says it on the notice. That's okay, what I'm trying to say. You All know? right. So here's so, what you can do. Since uh, I already missed. Yeah. It, no, I get it. So now uh, you're going to have an interesting issue as to uh, you've got two violations. One for uh, the uh, garage sale incident, right? Violation of law, uh, and two for missing the uh, missing the deadline for sending in your fine. Right. By the way, it's not just a fine; it's bail, is what it is. That you're going to oh, show sure. up, and you didn't show up. So, uh-huh. uh, you know what I do? You know, if it were me, depend, how, is $100 going to kill you? No, it's not the $100. It's just the simple fact that they got my address okay, wrong. Okay, but here's the problem. Maybe the tag, but here's the problem. The tag is not for the underlying violation. That additional $95 is for missing the date. And how are you going to argue that? Whether or not they have the uh, the address wrong or right, you have the ability to refute that. You have the ability to go into court and say, hey, uh, Your Honor, they got the address wrong, therefore I'm not guilty. How do you explain that you weren't late and therefore you're not responsible for the late charge? Uh, it, it just seems like a... Uh... It's called an administrative Yeah, I understand, citation, but, it's five, but it was five bucks. All right, so now uh-huh. here's what you get to do. Uh, you get to, if it's an administrative fee, okay, then you have to file an administrative appeal. Uh-huh. If it's not a criminal violation, then it's an appeal. Maybe that just was a straight-out fine. Then you have to appeal it and say the underlying issue was wrong, get a date, go in front of a hearing officer, take a morning off. Uh, and oh, no, I'm not trying to do all that. That's, well, that's, that's what you're going to have to do. I was wondering. That's what you're going no, to have no, to do. I'm not trying to fight the hundred dollars. If I have to do the hundred dollars, it's fine. It's just I figured, hey, you know, these guys got the address. I, know I understand. Wrong. No, I get it. But here, how many times have you been listening to my show for a while? Yes, I okay. do. I do. How many times? Okay. How many times have I heard, have I said never ever ignore anything that comes to you legally? Not a lawsuit, not an administrative anything, not a ticket, uh, nothing. You never, ever fail to pay attention to it because you're in trouble if you do. And you are in trouble. But you know what? Here's your trouble. A hundred bucks. No, it's fine. Yeah, just do it. And you know... I think I could go in there and tell them, you know what, you got my address wrong. Okay, but you could have done it. I'm but you could have to done... pay the five bucks. All right, but you, <laughs> you can try. But I think you're, that you're already in the system. 
I mean, had you done yeah. it on time, I'm you would have just. I'm only a couple of days late. Oh, well, then just I, argue. I only be send in the five bucks. See if they'll expect accept it. No, I, I have to actually walk into the place. Then ask, you know, you're only two days late. Yeah. And say, I'm two days late, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ask to see a supervisor, can you waive it? I'm only two days late. Uh, you know, my grandmother just died of cancer, and uh, I had to go out of town. Or uh, my grandmother has cancer, I'm going out of town. Or maybe your grandmother's still around, healthy as a horse, your dog just died. Or you adopted a dog, or you went to a shelter, or you had a family member that was in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, just try to come up with something. Uh, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So my question to you is this. My, my wife and I purchased a vacation home up in the mountains. For the last couple of years, we've enjoyed it. We had a beautiful view out looking, out looking out our windows. Our neighbor erected a property, uh, something on his property that sets up 30, 40 feet high. Looks like a big, giant igloo. It's the easiest way to describe it. Took away our view. I don't think he did it with a permit. I don't think he had the uh, the zoning or whatever it may be. Well, what recourse do I have? Well, He the, took away my view that we... Yeah, I know I understand, but... This is what we bought it for. Okay, there are two issues. Uh, number one is if he didn't have a permit to do it, uh, then you're in pretty good shape. Because uh, what you'll see is whatever city is there, uh, the planning department or it's the county, because if it's not an incorporated city, then they'll just come there and go, you didn't have a permit. You're tearing this puppy down. And he has uh, very little choice. He can fight the city, but in the end, uh, maybe not even in the end, they'll make him tear it down. The other issue is whether or not there are uh, ordinances that say that view property like yours can't be obstructed. If there are no ordinances, Anthony, he can build as high as he wants relative. And the only thing he's limited to is what the city, uh, how high the city allows him to build and how close to a property line. And uh, there are certain other restrictions in terms of the size of the building, et cetera. But I mean, how big is this puppy that it blocks your view? 30, 40 feet. Uh, The thing sets up up at least 30, 40 feet, and probably 20 by 20. Well, well what is it? Well, I mean, what, kind of, by 20 feet. What, what kind of a structure is it? Is it another it looks, house? It looks, it looks like it, 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 it's uh, easiest way to describe it, Bill. It, it looks like a giant igloo, a plastic igloo. That's wow, does he know? Way to describe it, it. Okay, and does uh, do you know what he uses it for? Uh, just to hang out in there and probably smoke out. What thirty feet? Thirty feet high, forty feet high of of an igloo that you want to smoke marijuana in? Probably. Wow! Call the city. That type of guy, Anthony. Call the city on them immediately okay. and good. say my view's being cool. blocked. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Would I get high in a thirty foot high igloo? Yeah, if I'm high enough, I'd enjoy it. Sure. This is handle on the law. KFI AM 640, more simulating talk will handle on a Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. All right, Eric. Hello, Eric. Yeah, Eric, yeah. Uh, I have a question about, yeah, I have a question about an accident that I got into a couple weeks ago where I was on the 405, I got rear-ended, 
And the insurance company, their insurance company, is now telling me that they're only going to pay me a small portion of the damages because I had some, some scratches on the bumper prior to the accident. Okay. So I, I guess my question is, uh, can I take this person to small claims? Yeah, you could. Or you turn it into your own insurance company for underinsured motorists and let them deal with it. So you've got a couple of choices. The first thing I would do is turn it into your own insurance company and say, hey, guys, they're not offering me money. As far as I'm concerned, this is underinsurance. You go after them. Now, if it turns out that they are not going to go after them, uh, then what you do is you take them to small claims court for the damage. His defense is going to be that there was already pre-existing damage, and now it's just going to be up in the air. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming there are pictures that have been taken. I, I, I guess you have to have some proof. Okay. All right. So yeah, take the small claims court. How much is it going to cost you to repair the uh, the, the bumper? Uh, it's about five hundred bucks. Okay. Well, there's your lawsuit. Five hundred dollars. You don't even turn that into your insurance company for five hundred dollars. How do you get a bumper repaired for five hundred dollars? Every time I get anything repaired on my car, it's thousands of dollars. It drives me completely nuts. Eric. Hello, Eric. Eric, you there? Handle on the law? There you go. I'm sorry, Eric. What can I do for you? Yeah, this is more of a statute of uh, limitations question for you. I was hired by the city of San Diego's water department. Um, Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Several years back, uh, upon being hired, they did a uh, background check, kidney function test. Um, a few years already in working for them, I injured my hand, uh, went into their doctor. They advised me to see my personal doctor because of my health, my blood pressure uh, problem, which I was unbeknownst to me I had. Anyways, I went in and they said, well, you're in renal failure. Your kidneys are shutting down. So my question is, um, I did seek legal advice. Um, they notified the city of San Diego. They responded with a letter saying we never hired Mr. Smith. Uh, due to his kidney function test failure. And I had already been employed with them for like six years. So I don't know if I was steered wrong or not, but the attorney told me, well, it comes down to causation, so there's nothing you can do about it. Well, uh, let me ask you this. What did they, they hired you, and then you left voluntarily, correct? Well, I never even left. What happened was, is when I found out I had kidney failure, they set me up with um Oh, I see. Pillow, and they, which and they... is for if I... Go ahead. No, I, so I, I don't quite understand. So you're working for them, and uh, they uh, say you weren't working for them. Is is, is is Am I missing something here? 
No, they said that I was I was never hired to work for the city of San Diego because I failed their kidney function. Okay, test, and, th- and that never which happened. Was absurd. Yeah, I get it. But what? No, so I was me, working with them already for like six okay, years. So <laughs> let me so let me ask you: What are you going to sue them for? Well, that's just it. I wanted. I didn't know if I could sue them for like a, a medical costs. I mean, what what is what do they medical. what do they have to do with your kidney failure? Well, that's that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, I the fact I, that they did a kidney function test, I didn't know if that had something to do with. Now you got now it's now it, I was doing. Now it's not them. You're talking about yeah. the uh, the doctor who did the test. There's the liability. If the doctor missed oh. that test and you now are in renal failure and had that doctor uh, done a test and not have told you, misdiagnosed you, and you've gotten substantially worse or you would have right. been able to preclude it, there's your liability, not the city. I see, yeah, so because you, I didn't, uh, I had to have a kidney transplant. Oh, okay, well, that's that's no small deal. So you want to talk to a medical malpractice attorney. Oh. That's where you want to go. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I, there may be, a, you're right, there may be a statute issue, but the damages are so big uh, that, oh boy, you talk no matter what. And uh, so go to handleonthelaw.com. We have plenty of uh, medical malattorneys to see where you stand. All right? Yeah. You know, you sort of missed the liability there. Why would the city, uh, and it doesn't even matter if they say you weren't working, you were working. All right. Another big breach. This one is Facebook. 267 million users have had their names, Facebook IDs, phone numbers, exposed in an online database. That's what we're hearing. And Facebook says at least the database is no longer available. So with all that information, uh, you can get targeted for spam messaging, phishing emails, identity theft, or other nefarious purposes. Identity theft. uh, That's the one that I'm most scared about. And uh, if you think monitoring your credit is going to help with identity theft, it'll help. But it's certainly going to miss a lot of those threats, which is why I'm suggesting LifeLock. It detects a wide range of identity thefts, like your social security number for sale, for example, on the Internet. And if you become a victim, uh, LifeLock will help work to fix it. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or monitor every transaction, but LifeLock is protection. 25% off your first year. Go to 800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com. Use the promo code HANDLE. And uh, this is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Welcome back to Handle on the Law. Hello, Ellen. I work from home. I have for about the past three to four years. Now corporate has decided that they no longer want to keep their work-at-home staff, and they're requiring everyone to go back into corporate. Okay. That's over 65 miles for me uh-huh. each way. Is do, Can they do that? Yep. Oh, boy. They should. So you have a couple of choices. You can say, hey, it's a 65-mile drive. Can I do it once a week? Can I do it twice a week? And if they say, nope, we've moved everybody into headquarters, uh, they can do that. Then you get to look for either drive 65 miles in or uh, you you look for another job. All right. Well, Uh, since that was so easy, can I – oh, but – Alice, what do you do, by the way? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, What do you do, Ellen? 
I'm a customer service representative. Okay, and I'm assuming there are customer service representatives out there, uh, jobs available out there. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Can you speak with an Indian accent? That would help you enormously. You know uh, that. No, no, I, I can't. Yeah, well, that's going yeah, yeah, to hurt you a lot, unfortunately. It, it really does help. Hello, Richard. Welcome to Handle on the Hello. Law. Yes, sir. Um, Bill, uh, a year ago, I purchased uh, a vehicle, and the dealer failed to disclose the major problems. Can I say the name? Uh, no. Okay. Anyway, it was a SUV, and uh, it had came from a company that had a reputation for the greatest reliability for vehicles. Anyway, okay. Wait uh, a sec. You bought. I, wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, but go ahead. You're talking about the the uh, the brand name of of the vehicle. Yes. Okay. So go ahead. What's uh, uh, okay? What's the, uh, the 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 car model you have? Uh, it's a Toyota Rav Four. Okay. Oh, my daughter has one of those. All right. But you did you buy it new or used? No, I bought it used. It had seventy one thousand miles on it. It was uh, nine years old. Okay. It's advertised as low mileage, uh, mint condition. But that. But wait. But did you buy that? Did you buy that from Corporation or you bought it from a dealership? I bought it from a dealership. Okay, got it. Uh, so you okay? You bought a car for a dealership. You had it for a year. When the when did it start going south on you? Uh, well, within a month, uh, the rear brakes had to be replaced. All right, did, uh, which I did. Did you pay for those? Yeah, I paid for All them right. myself. Okay, so uh, now and, you're a year later. When's the next time this thing uh, started going south on you? Well, actually, uh, two couple of things. The uh, alternator went out uh, during the year, which I replaced myself, and then when I uh, the car looked great on the lot, but when uh, only a couple of weeks after I bought it, I was mounting a rooftop carrier, cargo carrier, and found out the paint was so degraded on the top, which I couldn't see in the lot. All right, so that, I uh, got it. So now, re- okay, so now, but you would have found that out immediately driving home, I'm assuming, the second it was in the light. So why do you think that Toyota is responsible? Well, what I, what, what, what's uh set me off was that uh within a year later uh the transmission failed and i had to pay $3500 okay, to have it rebuilt okay why would toyota be responsible uh well basically the dealer failed to disclose aha okay the defects. dealer failed to disclose notice what you said when i asked you yeah the dealer right. failed to disclose that's where your cause of action is and that's okay. who you go after. It's the dealer. And I'm assuming right. it's a, a legit. And you said it was a Toyota dealer that did this, correct? Yeah, it was oh. a major dealer. Okay, it? good. No, no, no. That's good. That helps. You didn't buy uh, you know, something on a corner someplace. Uh, so right. you're, you're in good shape. Uh, what I would do is one of two things is, first of all, call corporate and explain or write an email to corporate, uh, the vice president in charge of flake dealerships who don't tell you the truth, and they have a VP there, someone that does that, send an email, make a formal complaint against the dealership, uh, tell the dealership uh, that uh, you want to start negotiating with them because you they did not disclose, and this is misrepresentation. They're going to argue no, no misrepresentation, and then... Uh, you then you just start going into it. Um, was it a certified uh, car? No, it wasn't certified. Uh, but I have the, I have the wind, original window sticker. It says mint condition, low mileage, one owner. Uh, all right. So and, mint. All right. Uh, then I think you have something there. 
I think it starts okay. with I think it starts with an email, formal complaint to Toyota. See what they say. Uh, make sure that it is uh, very. Uh, you want it not only concise, but all the facts laid out. You want to lay out the story so someone reading it uh, can e- in- instantly see what happened, all the facts, and make it as readable uh, readable as possible. Don't go with big stories. Just boom, 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 and then you you take it from there. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, one quick question. Yes. Um, the dealer, when I w- wanted to buy the car, also was asking $4,000 more than the advertised price, saying that, well, we added a protection package. All right. And so did you did you pay for it? I, I negotiated it down to 1500 from 4000 but I read on one uh, website, a, a car, uh, a, lawyer, a legal website, that that was illegal. You, okay, that's, okay, here's what you do. Them. Fair enough. What you get to do is that's part of your complaint to Toyota. Yes. And if everything, right. as you point out, if it's all true, uh, there's going to be some discussion between Toyota and the dealership, and you'll probably get the benefit of that. On the other hand, you might get screwed completely and get absolutely nothing, and you have a crap car to deal with for the next few years. Hello, Katrina. Welcome to Handle on the Law. What can I do for you? I live in an association, but I'm a renter, and our association requires us to have two cars parked in the garage, and then the third car can be parked out. I've given the association all the registration copies and everything like that, but they still come by my house every day, and they take pictures, and they write notes and things like that. I feel like I'm on their hit list for yeah, some reason. Yeah, okay, so I, I'm a, okay. hold on a second, Katrina. I'm a little confused. Okay. Uh, you have three cars? Yes, I have okay. three cars. And you're, alla- three and you're allowed, so two go in your parking spaces and one is outside, but you're allowed to have it outside, correct? Yes, as long as we have two cars in the garage. Okay, the third car all right, and they're, and they're harassing you. Yeah, every single okay. day. Well, that's easy. I mean, they have if so. If they haven't done anything, you just throw away whatever paperwork they're throwing on your windshield or whatever they want. As long as they're not calling you and harassing you, if it's just paperwork, that's easy to ignore. However, uh, the issue is going to be between your land the landlord and the homeowner association. So you get hold of uh, whoever owns uh, the property and say, "Hey, homeowner association is harassing me." Uh, your job is to deal with the homeowner association. I wouldn't say your job is to just say uh, they're not going to talk to me. Uh, you're the homeowner, and would you please contact them and let the two of them deal with it? Because if it turns out that you're following the rules and uh, they keep harassing you, have they uh, threatened to tow the car? No, no. They just are coming by. We've had cars towed before for previous things. And um, but now they're just coming by to verify that I have two cars parked in my garage. Oh, okay, they can do that every. So what? So they so they verify it. Now what? And then what kind of a note do they leave yeah. you? What kind of a note do they leave you? No, they they're not leaving any kind of notes. They just come by every. Oh, let them. Day. Oh, so what? And so what? Come on, Katrina. Uh, what do you care if they're coming by to make sure that two cars are in your parking space? How does that bother you? Just because they're coming by to go? Okay, both cars are there and they're done. Well, yeah, because I've given them all the proper... All right, I understand that. So they're just... All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great. So you now what? Now. Huh? Well, just, I would just like for them just to leave me alone. All right, then now. tell them that. It's like then, my mom there. All right, then tell them that. Saying, hey, you're coming by every day, and you're checking to see if my cars are there. Are you at home when they do that? Yes, we've, we've seen them several times. My husband went up to him last time and says, well, why are you doing this? And she turns around and she just walks away. All right, so what? so what do you care? I mean, think about this, Katrina. Why are you bothered if they come every day to make sure you have two cars in the parking space? So what? Yeah, I guess so. What? It's just I, I'm it is, not. It's a so I, I what? Like it's it's on their hit list. It's or... a so what? You know, you know, just there's some jerks on the board, and uh, they're not bothering you. They're not harassing you. They're not calling you. They're not leaving notes. They're just coming by and checking to see if there are two cars. You know, no harm, no foul. They're being idiots, Katrina. You are you're overreacting to this. Okay, okay. find something else. You know, start beating up your husband. You know, do, do something. Okay, you know, buy a buy a pet and then kill it. I don't know. Ooh, I can't say that anymore. Damn it, because of the emails. I take that back. Uh, buy a pet and don't kill it. This is Handle on the Law. AM 640, Bill Handel, Saturday morning. This is Handel on the Law. Robert. Hello, Robert. Robert, you there? Good morning. Yes, sir. I, uh, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. I have lived in this uh, fourplex. It's a two-bedroom apartment with my family, my son and my wife, for almost 20 years. And uh, in 2016... The lady who owns it, she died, and the new guy bought the place, and he wants us out of there since the beginning of the his purchase because, you know, we're paying uh, just like what we paid 20 years ago, and he's being, uh, he's being a pain in the butt, and he did everything to get us out. Yeah, I mean, he wants you out if you're paying. Well, how, much, how much are you paying? Uh, let me ask this. Uh, Robert, how much are you paying? Well, we're... $2,200 roughly. Okay, how, you're paying $200. You are paying $200 a month for an apartment now. No, we're paying right now $2,200. Okay, what is the, the increase of uh, okay, what's, 3%. Okay, what what is the market rate for uh, that apartment? I would say maybe uh, twenty-eight or twenty-seven. All right, so you're so you're or, paying. All right, you know, so you're paying. Se- you're paying several hundred dollars under market rate. Okay, uh, so uh, your your landlord wants you out for what reason? Well, first of all, he said his grandmother is going to move to our place, and then I told him he has to go to the uh, to the housing authority to apply and you know give us all the reason, and then we'll be glad to move out. And he didn't do that. Then he uh, he got his uh, cousin to live upstairs where I live right now. It's two bed- another two-bedroom. And this guy is like a drug dealer, a cleaner. He made our life miserable. And uh, he assaulted me. 
about a year ago because of some loud music. Did, did you call the police? Because caused me some injuries. This did, of, did you call the police? Oh, yeah, yeah, we called the police at least 20 times. Okay, so... Yeah, I called it 20 yeah, times at least. And that, then, that is a real problem, so... Uh, and the police said... Uh, the, I'm sorry, the police said uh, you have to take this one to the uh, city attorney to, you know, make... So we filed a criminal case, you know, against this guy because he wasn't evicted and the landlord doesn't want to do anything about it. And it took six months for the uh, city attorney to respond. And by the time the city attorney responded, this uh, cousin of his who claims it, uh, he's uh, the manager of the place, he was uh, arrested twice by the police. And then he kicked him out of there, you know, because the police... Okay, so he's, not, so he's not there anymore. And now he's... He's not there since last, uh, I would say, like October. Okay, so, so we dropped the case. So, Robert, that I doesn't said, uh, that, that doesn't matter. If, he, if he's not there, that doesn't matter. That's incidental. Yeah, it's you're, it's it's irrelevant. Right. So you're so the landlord wants you out of there and is doing what? Has uh, have you gotten a formal eviction notice? Have you gotten a notice that a family member is moving in? Has any of that happened? No, no. What happened is uh, I have a, a permanent restraining order against his cousin. Not to but come close to I me understand, for like, but, family, it's, like but it's but it's but it's academic. Came, I know, but he came last week. Okay, but that has nothing to do with your landlord. That has to do with him. Well, the landlord. Well, it's a safety issue. I told my landlord he needs to make you know. Okay, then here's what you. Okay, you know, then here's what, family, okay. He back. Then here's what you have to do. You have to sue the landlord to force him out to evict him. Is he living there? No, he moved out, but he came last week. What do you mean? He, what, does what, mean? what does that mean? What does that mean? He came last week. He was at the place. Did he move in? Was he visiting? Was he walking the halls? What was he doing? I yep. Well, uh, he was right uh, on the apartment above when I was uh, opening was the door he, with my wife. Okay, what does that mean? He, was he That's, in the apartment above? Is he living there? Was he in the front door? Did someone let him in? What was he doing there? Well, that's why I called the landlord that he doesn't want to talk to me. He says, if you don't like it, you have to move out. Okay, he says, what was he... me not to let this guy in. Okay, you know what, Sean? You're, you're making it very difficult for me, all right? The bottom line, the landlord is not responsible yeah, yeah. for him harassing you. He, he's not a tenant. And so the only thing you can say is okay. the landlord, he is doing it because the landlord is asking him to do it to get you out. Try proving that one. Right. So you get to have a lawyer. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. So now what? What's your question? Yeah. Well, he still wants us out of there, but now he's selling the place because he's frustrated. Okay, so he's he's selling the place. What's your question? Well, he's selling the... Okay, now he's putting the place in the market to sell it. What is your How question? Can I hold him responsible for You the can't. Meat? You can't because is the guy. responsible? Okay, thank you. Conversation over. Uh, I'm surprised I lasted that long. It was actually a, a decent question somewhere in there, but, you know, uh, wow. I don't even know where to go with that. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your house. Think about the security that Fortune 500 companies use. They have to know the cops are going to be there on scene immediately, and that is exactly what you get 
That kind of security with Simply Safe. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give the police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means the police dispatch is up to 350% faster than with a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras, doorbells alert you to anyone approaching. Entry, motion, glass break sensors guard inside. I mean, this is serious protection. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires and water damage and carbon monoxide poisoning. Monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. And you set up the system yourself. No tools needed. Uh, the Or the experts can set it up for you. It is so easy. I put one in my daughter's uh, apartment. Beautiful. And only 50 cents a day for the monitoring. No contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash handle and get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. simplysafe.com slash handle. That's S-I-M-P-L-I. simplysafe.com slash handle. Okay, this is Handle on the Law. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Uh, No doubt you know that Harvey Weinstein is now the beginning of his trial for rape and sexual assaults against two different women. And you would think... Uh, that walking into a courtroom, being accused of crimes this serious, looking at maybe decades in jail, that you would really pay attention to the rules of the court and not piss off the judge. Well, he has repeatedly brought his cell phone into court and is talking into it while court proceedings are going on. Now, come on. Yeah. What a moron he is. And by the way, the judge has warned him time and time again. The bailiff has warned him time and time again. At one point when he was confronted, he put his head down and said, I'm star- I'm sorry. And uh, another attorney, one of his attorneys, uh, said that she was not aware. And the judge said, uh, He was aware, and this is on your watch. And here's where I think the judge is blowing it. He threatens and threatens, and what he should do, my opinion, if I were the judge, is just start slapping contempt orders on him. But when you think about it, what can they do? Well, he's not on bail. And I think the judge could say, no, maybe not. And that is to revoke the bail, but I don't think I don't think the judge can do that. So all he's going to do, Weinstein, is really piss off the judge. And do you, does anybody really want an angry judge that's sitting on the bench while a trial is going on when the accusation is rape and sexual assault? I don't think so. Uh, let's take some phone calls, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, I was asking about, uh, I had, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had surgery and during my surgery, they took maybe 11 samples and three of the samples were my lymph nodes, which is a really important part. Mm -hmm. And... The hospital lost them on the way to 
the lab. It's been tested. Okay, so the, the hospital lab. lost three of the 11 samples, correct, of the 11 uh, biopsies. Correct. Okay, uh, and, and what happened as a result? Well, I've had to have many more tests because they don't know what's, you know, the results from that. I had to have a little more radiation, and they wanted to do chemo when they weren't even sure if I needed it, Yeah, but I chose not. Okay, now here is the issue. Let me ask you. Do you have any idea of how much more you underwent because those three samples were lost? In other words, uh, eight out of 11, uh, you have X amount of uh, therapy, chemotherapy or uh, cancer therapy. And if all 11 had been tested, then you would have had something more because you don't know if that was negative or positive on those lymph nodes. So they have to assume it was uh, positive because they're testing you. Uh, Do I have that right? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know the damages here. I would think the issue, as far as uh, them losing uh, those samples, the negligence there is pretty clear. I mean, that's clearly malpractice. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Practice. The issue here is damages. What happened to yeah. you? At, how much happened to you as a result of those three missing that wouldn't have happened to you? And that's not going to be very easy. And... Uh, and not only is it not very easy, the issue is, uh, you know, how much, well, yeah, and how much more would have happened. A doctor's going to have to make that, uh, that is going to have to ascertain that. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is go and get a second opinion and say what, another oncologist, and say what more uh, or what could have I have saved if they had found him. And you're going to see every oncologist say, no idea. Okay. But it's worth talking to a medical malpractice attorney. I mean, I'd have a conversation. Yeah. That's for sure. I I haven't even been able to talk to anybody. I've I've contacted four of them and they all tell me that I ha- I probably have a case, but they don't want to take it. What you know what that means? That you probably don't have much of a case or they're not going to make as much I- or they're not going to make as much money because what did I just say? Clearly, there's negligence. Clearly, there's malpractice, but there isn't uh, enough of a case. The damages aren't high enough uh, for any attorney to take it. That is the issue. That's exactly what those four attorneys told you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that that tells you something. You know, when you go to four different attorneys and they go, yeah, yeah, but no, you don't have much of a case. Basically, they're doing a, a good job of a handle on the law question. Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So my son has been expelled from his high school. He's 16 years old. He's a sophomore for having uh, THC and vape devices on campus. He was prescribed by his pediatrician last May to go into addiction treatment and have a neuropsych eval and go into therapy. I'm divorced with joint legal and physical custody with his dad. And his dad only authorized at the time to go into therapy. 
And then since then, he was suspended twice and is now expelled. He, as a provision for his expulsion, he can go back to school next semester, and uh, but he has to get into treatment. And his father's not agreeing on treatment. And so I'm wondering, I don't have an attorney. Um, in the past, when I've gone to court and filed papers, it takes a long time to get, you know, seen and have a decision made. Okay. Um, so what are what are the legal right. sort of... Okay, here's what you do. All right. I mean, legally, it's expensive. So what I would do is simply make an appointment uh, with the principal. And uh, now you're going to do this outside of the law. Now it's one of those, please help me, I don't know what to do. You walk in uh, the principal's office and say, I... Uh, want uh, I, I want to comply with the order, the expulsion order. He, the, the, your son wants to comply and would love to go into treatment. Right. Uh, however, the dad won't let him in. He won't sign off. And I can't do this without both of us signing off. Can you help me, please? What can I do? Because the argument you have, and it's not going to be a legal argument, the argument you have just as one person to another is Mr. Principal or Mrs. Principal or Ms. Principal. Uh, we're willing to do it all. We're being stopped. The father will not let this go forward, assuming that both of you need to sign off for treatment. Because the other right. issue is you go to court and a court will, of course, order that treatment for your son uh, be mandated. Of course, right. the court will never allow uh, uh, you know the dad to stop the treatment or not allow the treatment. But then again, that's a legal issue. So uh, you want to walk in and uh, start with uh, the principal, and then there may be some pro bono organizations out there that can help people under these circumstances. You know, there are a lot of organizations that help single moms out there. Uh, okay. Because cause single moms don't have a lot of money, obviously, and they're uh, usually... Uh, I mean, certainly statistically, uh, they don't do well, especially if dad has flown the coop, the main breadwinner. And that's typically the case. Right. Uh, and I'm assuming that you're in that position, right? Right. Okay. Uh, then you want to do a little research. And if you can get a legal organization, and there's plenty of them out there, they'll assign you a lawyer or a paralegal or a, paralegal or a uh, representative, and then you, take, uh, you, you follow that lead. And you should, you should be able to get some kind of uh, support and probably some decent answers out of that. All right, Michelle, that's, okay, uh, that's where you're you. at. Yeah, it's a tough place to be. It really is. Um, yeah, that's no fun. This is Handle on the Law. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday, and welcome back to Handel on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Hey, Don, you're up. Welcome Hello. to Handel on the Law. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, yes, uh, I have a situation with a friend of mine who uh, has submitted a, uh, he was an Air Force contractor. And he submitted the design to an Air, an Air Force contract kind of, uh, company, and the design was turned down, and yet it came up and was, was kind of taken over, like uh, stolen, a copyright law situation. And it's very, very complicated and involves very high-level 
Air Force, Concords, Lockheed type thing in large numbers. Um, he feels his design was taken, and he feels that he has a reason for recompense. And he's done a lot of research, tremendous research, as almost like a paralegal. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to help him. Okay. It's very complicated. All right. So what you need is you need a very complex uh, a lawyer who specializes in complex patent and copyright infringement cases. Uh, because you're certainly at a level you're talking about that uh, you want uh, people to know what they're doing. And usually people like that uh, are pilots or engineers. Well, anybody involved in patent mm -hmm. law, for example, has to have an engineering background to become a patent lawyer. Uh, now it's just a question of doing some research and finding the right attorney and asking a lot of questions. Based on what you're saying, uh, there, there seems to be a case uh, where if you're submitting uh, a design. By the way, was that he did this uh, on his own? He just submitted design unsolicited. Yes, he was an independent contractor working for an Air Force contractor. All right, he but, wasn't an employee. No, I understand yeah, that, yeah, but it was. It on his own. But yes. it was unsolicited. That it, so he just turned it in, and uh, they said, "No, we're not going to use it." And then they copied his design. That's. That's basically okay. the, the, yeah. the, All right. the case. Okay, so uh, there's the answer is uh, a patent copyright attorney, but one who truly understands uh, aircraft design engineering and that, and you're going to go all over the country on that one. There's where the research is going to go because he can do all the researching he wants. The research that counts is finding that right attorney. And if you're talking, sure. if you're talking about some uh, big money, which I'm assuming you are, just really quickly, what was uh, uh, the design involves what? And you don't have to be specific here, but uh, was it wing design? Was it? Uh, it yes, a uh, high performance aircraft going three to five or six times Mach. Um, and they're uh, and, wait a second, and they're special. and they're and they're using that design to create a high speed aircraft. Yes, working with my friend. Uh, that's my understanding. Okay. Yeah. His. Well, that's what. You, has, yes. Okay. Well, that's what you do. You get a high end lawyer. Although I tell you, it sounds a little weird, doesn't it? Uh, here's our, my design for an aircraft that goes five to six times the speed of sound, and they took my design. By the way, it was unsolicited. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Josh. Hello, Josh. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so I got a quick question for you. I'm on my way to Santa Monica Court right now. Got a ticket a couple weeks ago, a uh, red light ticket. So I'm, I'm cruising in Hollywood, and uh, you come abruptly up to a quick intersection, and you got to make a quick decision. Do you lock up your brakes and get rear-ended, or do you go to the yellow light? Well, you know, they got me. I showed up to my first appearance, and uh, I just pled not guilty. So what I'm thinking is I got two options. I could go in there and go with the case it's not me the car's not actually registered in my name or number two i could go for a deferment that might take uh you know six months deferred out and then ask for a dismissal um unless you got a better idea i'm not, I'm not okay, sure okay hang on you can uh you can first of all because the car isn't registered in your name doesn't mean much is there a picture of you driving that thing yeah okay they, they got you, a picture yeah you can't you can't argue it wasn't registered in my name they don't care who it was registered to you were driving it so that one's out now uh the deferment is you're pleading guilty to the ticket and then six months from now the ticket disappears is that what they're saying yeah that's one option is what it's saying is basically 
you ask for uh, a deferment and then like a dismissal, basically, because I have a perfect driving record. So you could get. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm yeah, I don't think. Thing, I don't so. think it's a deferment. I think what ends up happening is. Uh, you ask for and you uh, take driver's training or driver's school. You do that on the Internet. And uh, then it's still it, the, the ticket is still there. I don't know what program where they dismiss the ticket. It stays with you. But for purposes of insurance, the driving school then uh, considers it no tickets. So I don't know if there's a deferment where it disappears. You grab it. That's exactly. the answer. Yeah, okay. that's where, that's where you go. I'll, you, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, man. please. I want people to know how this works. Yeah, because, no, I would too. You uh, call I can't me. Believe- yeah, I'm you, sorry. Go ahead. You call me back is what you do and tell me what happened. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, for sure. I'll call you back. And let you know. Yeah. I live in San Bernardino County, and for what I know, I don't think we have any out here. And they're only in like L.A. County. Still. Yeah, hey, but it doesn't matter. They get, have- they get away because they're allowed by law. That's how they do gotcha. it. So uh, it's a city ordinance, and they pass it or don't pass it, and so it works, at least for them. Now, if you think uh, you're using Wi-Fi that's password protected, it, it wouldn't be a big risk. Uh, wrong, because even if you're using password protected Wi-Fi, those cyber criminal cockroaches can still hack your connection to watch your activity and steal the information you're sending and receiving online. And by the way, there are other cyber threats that your password won't stop at all, like ransomware, malware, spyware. So let me tell you about Norton 360. These are powerful layers of protection for your devices and online privacy. And with Norton 360, you're getting those layers of protection, including real-time device security, a VPN, virtual private network for online privacy. That secure VPN, by the way, has bank-grade encryption to keep your information, logins, passwords, secure and private. No one's getting in. And a password manager that easily and securely creates stores, manages your passwords, because there's so many of them, who's going to remember, your credit card information and other credentials. PC Safe Cam feature notifies you if cyber criminals even try to use your webcam and helps block them. Now, no one can prevent all cyber crime, but the new Norton 360, that's a powerful ally. You can get up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash handle, Norton.com slash handle. This is Handle on the Law. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. And welcome back to Handel on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, hello, Michael. Michael, you're on the air. Yes. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hi. Yes, sir. This is an issue that my girlfriend is having. Her mother passed away and left a late model Cadillac to a friend of hers. 
to a friend of the mother. However, the mother changed her mind and wanted to go to a daughter, but she didn't have it in writing. So the mother's passed away. And although this person knows that the car should go to the daughter, she now wants it anyway. The question is, when she comes and picks up this car bill, can we just conveniently oops, lose the keys and she well, has to get her own keys? Uh, well, I think and you do is more. There any financial liability? Yeah, I think uh, you can do a lot more than that. Uh, first of all, uh, I would uh, simply, I, I think you can take the car because it's still in the mom's name, correct? Correct. Okay, so uh, t- title was never transferred to the friend. There was no pink slip uh, that mom gave the car to the friend. Do I have that right? Correct. Okay, so now uh, it's mom's car that someone else is driving temporarily. and you. No, 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 no. We still have it. But the person is going to come pick up this car. Then just say no. Point. Then say no. She but it's have, in the will. That's different. If it's in the will, right? If it's in the will and it's written in the will, then you definitely have to give it to the friend. You left that part out, by the way. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yes. Can I lose the keys because I, I wouldn't lost the keys before? I wouldn't. And why would you? She gets the car anyway. Why would you do well, that? But she can just get her own keys. I mean, the keys are like five hundred bucks. How, let her get why, her own keys. why would you do that if your mom? She doesn't let, like her. Well, well, you can't. I would sue you, by the way, if that was the case, and and get and would probably you, get it. I just lost the keys, Bill. Uh, right. Well, I, I would, I would, I still would sue you. But yes, uh, is there going to be a liability? Uh, no, you're not going to be arrested. Uh, you're probably going to lose. She may not do it. Yeah, just I guess you can lose the keys. And uh, then she comes over, and you're right. Have the keys made. Uh, Five hundred dollars—that's a lot of money. But yeah, you could you could do yeah. that. And uh, you know, what can no, I- no, no, no. Her, no. The, the person picking up the car—is it on her to have keys made because it's her car now? Of course, unless she wants to leave it with you. And then uh, no, of course, it's up to her to uh, have the keys made. You don't have any liability. You don't have any duty to do that. Right. It's just your- and then and then you're saying that she would probably sue me. I would. But then again, your defense is we just lost the keys. The mom died. We don't know exactly. what happened. And uh, that's uh, okay. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah. You're fine. Is there going to be any liability? Probably not. I'd still sue you if I knew that you had lost the keys. But, you know, you can't prove it. I would just give you, I just, I would just give you grief is what I would do. Maria. Hi, Maria. Maria. Are, are you there? Hi. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Yes, go ahead. Yes, I have a question. I was involved in a car accident, and I retained an attorney. At the beginning, he had said that uh, the other person uh, who was at fault was uh, $300,000. Later on, he said it was only twenty-five. Now he says it's only $15,000. Is there a way that I can find out what was the limits on the other party's uh, policy? Yeah, the lawyer should have that information. And uh, the lawyer, he won't, give it to me. he won't give it to you. Then you can go to another lawyer who will ask the uh, the other party, let me see your insurance policy. They should give it to him. There's no reason on God's earth they wouldn't give him a policy that says 15000 Now, did your lawyer say that it's, uh, it was $300,000 policy limits and then uh, twenty five and then fifteen? dollars uh, Did he say where he got that information? He said he requested from the other party's uh, insurance, and that's what he had at the beginning. But I don't know why now. All okay, no, I understand. So you you have to call him up and say, do you have the policy in front of you? Because okay. if it was simply them saying, anybody will say anything. Because what ends up happening, if it's okay. a $15,000 policy, you can do this case on your own. How badly were you banged up? 
really bad. Oh, you were really have, hurt. Uh, injuries on my back. Okay, so I'm, uh, hurt. I'm not working. Okay, so you've got some some injuries. Do you have a uh, uninsured motorist or underinsured motorist? Yes. And how much? I have an uninsured under underinsured motorist policy, but mine is only fifteen thousand oh, as well. Okay, well, uh, then it looks like uh, you're looking at fifteen thousand dollars, unless they do have a policy. You call your lawyer and say, "Do you have the policy in front of you?" And why would you first tell me it was three hundred thousand dollars, and then why would you say it's twenty five thousand dollars, and then why would you say it's fifteen thousand? And if it's just what the other side told him, something's wrong. And you may want okay. to, you may just want to go to another attorney, a personal injury attorney, because if what you tell me is true, your lawyer is not the lawyer you want. But call, okay. but call okay. your lawyer okay. up and call your lawyer up and say, hey, you know, where'd you get this information that it's only 15000 Have you seen the policy? And he should have. And he, uh, because no lawyer would go forward without knowing exactly what that policy said. Alice, hello, Alice. Welcome. Yes, hi. I have a question regarding the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Oh, fantastic. All right. Are you, are you on speaker by any chance? No, I'm not. Okay. All right. Civil Rights Act of 1964. Yes. Let's go for it. Okay. I saw a lawsuit in the district court in San Francisco under Title II. Uh-huh. The judge claims that I cannot do under Title II because... It's not a public accommodation. Okay. And what were you suing? By the way, what were you suing for, Alice? You're filing in federal court under the Civil Rights Act of 1964. What specifically are you suing for? Denial of service at a newspaper office. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding you, Alice. Uh, this is a, um, yeah, I'm assuming this is a cell phone, and it's not really clear. It's uh, a cell phone. Okay, and yeah. Denial of service. Denial of service by whom? Who denied you service? A newspaper office. And uh, de- wait a minute, they wouldn't let you advertise? Is that the the issue? Yes. they. I had a conversation with the editor, and afterwards I asked him if he had a racial bias. And then he uh, screamed and yelled and cussed at me and told me to get out of his office or call the police. Okay, and uh, what did you what did you want to do with uh, the newspaper? Well, I told him, "Well, wait a minute, I want to place an ad ah, before I leave." Okay, so it was an ad. You no. want, all right? Got it. You wanted to place an ad. Just curious because I want to you know make make sure I have all my ducks in a row here. What was the ad that you were going to try to place, Alice? I was trying to get people within the community to call me regarding any incidents they've had with park rangers who have arrested them for illegal camping because my initial lawsuit was regarding an arrest I had with illegal okay. camping. Okay, and you went Okay, you went to the newspaper, he said no, and then you guys got into a fight, and now you want to sue him under the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Where do you think you have been discri- uh, discriminated against under that act? Are you a minority? Well, because of my race. What's your race? Yes. I'm uh, black and white. Mixed race. Okay, well, that makes you, uh, that would be a minority. You know, I, I would argue. Uh, okay. Uh, but I, I, you know, here's the problem. Uh, number one, I don't think a newspaper has to uh, uh, accept an ad. Uh, I think if a newspaper uh, regards that act, uh, the, the ad is frivolous. And or uh, simply uh, says that, you know, she was obnoxious and I'm just not interested in dealing with her. All of those are defenses, Alice. Well, I had two people with me who were white and they were not thrown out. 
and they were sitting down with this with editor and me talking about the article that he wrote a couple of months Okay, prior and I don't see where, writing. by the way, I'm assuming no lawyer is touching it, of course. You're doing uh, the Civil Rights Act. So uh, you file it, you get in front of a judge. Do I have that right? Well, the judge sent me an order back asking me to amend my complaint okay. because Title II does not apply. All right, so what title that I can't stand on? I have no idea. I don't do civil rights complaints. Yes. I have no idea, particularly in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and uh, I, I just don't do that. So I have absolutely no idea. But I must say, you truly sound like a crackpot, and uh, that's always very impressive. Anybody, when you start mentioning Civil Rights Acts of 1964, and you haven't been thrown out of a diner, for example, uh, for being an African-American, um, uh, I, just, uh, I just don't buy that at all. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM640. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Welcome back. And welcome back to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. All right, John. Hi, Bill. Uh, my dad's 86 years old, and he has a trust where myself and my brother and my sister are listed as beneficiaries. He was recently diagnosed with dementia, and my sister, who's the administrator of the trust, uh, went to an attorney with the intent to get a uh, document where he could resign uh, the trust from the trust. Uh, instead, what the attorney recommended, what she had done, was an amendment saying that they are now both equally and independently uh, the, the uh, trustee. And I want I wanted to know what protections well uh, my brother and I have. Okay, first of all, you only hold on. I, if your if your dad has dementia, then he can't act as a trustee at all because he has no ability so it, to. It, it was it was diagnosed as mild, so it is. He may have been in his right mind or not. He's doing okay at times. So okay, but you're still but arguing. But you're still arguing he is not all there. So your sister is who is the successor trustee under the trust right now? You've got your dad is a trustee. I'm I'm assuming there is a successor trustee. There almost always is. My sister's just okay. So it's your sister. So effectively, uh, I don't I don't think your uh, that lawyer was uh, was correct at all. Uh, it's she, your sister should be the only trustee and your dad should sign off on that. And if he wants to stay the trustee, well, there are some choices there. The cleanest way is for your sister to actually get a court order removing your dad as trustee only because he doesn't have the ability to make uh, any decisions as to uh, or you're going to argue he doesn't have any uh, ability. And if he's lucid sometimes and he's not lucid other times, your argument's going to be, what happens when he's not lucid? What does he sign away? What does he sell? Uh, what is yeah, he? That's, that's exactly the case. Yeah. So in the case that we do that and my sister becomes the trustee. Yes. Doctor trustee, what protections do my brother and you I don't. have? You only, the only protection, yeah. The only protection you have is in the event your sister decides to screw you, you take her to court. Okay. Uh, that's it. And do you, and you trust your sister? Uh, yes, and I do know what his his assets okay, are. Then yes. it becomes, then you know, it, he's one of those guys that saved all his money. Okay, then it becomes easy. Then you know. 
then you know what your sister is going to do because you ask her for an accounting at every point. And you have a right okay. to know as beneficiaries, or at least I think you have the right to know. And if I were, you know, I'd give it to you. And uh, how much money are we talking about here? Uh, uh, minimum $1.5 million. Okay, so there's money there. There's money there. Yep. Uh, that's what I would do. Go to another. If that lawyer is saying uh, both should be trustees, I would go to another lawyer. Okay. All right. There's no question that 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 has to be amended. There's uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, James. Hello, James. You're up. Welcome. Yes, sir. Uh, love your show. Thank you. Of course you do. Okay. I have a situation where my father has passed away. He didn't leave a will. My sister and I are wondering if we're supposed to get anything from his estate from his second wife. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, He was married to his second wife and your existing kids. Yeah, without a will, you get half and the wife gets half. Hell yeah. Well, well I believe that, but I haven't gotten anything and it's been 10 years well 10 years is a little bit of a problem i mean you've got a statute issue going there that is the problem uh where uh if you had not gotten anything with no will then a probate has to be open a an intestacy probate your your intestate which means dying without a will and then a pro how much money you think was is involved here Oh, probably upwards around seventy thousand. Oh well, yeah, for seventy thousand, yeah. I mean, then you and your brother theoretically are uh, entitled to thirty-five. Uh, no, it'd be seventy thousand, so you're entitled to half of that, split in half again. So it'd be what seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. Is it, is it worth it? Maybe uh, you, you have to find out what happened. But it was. Uh, I'm assuming that unless. The wife's name was on everything. If he put uh, her name, for example, on bank accounts, uh, then it's hers. And even if he put her as a signatory without owning the bank account, uh, the money is uh, you're not going to go back 10 years. It's just not going to be worth it. So uh, I know it's it's my sister and I involved, not my brother. OK, whatever. Okay. It doesn't um, matter. Maybe she's trans. It was also in Oregon. Does it matter that it happened in Oregon? No, no. Oregon has probably the same rules. So, uh, no, you can try, you know, you can call an attorney in Oregon and just ask the question. You want to call a probate and estate lawyer say, hey, I have one question to ask you. Uh, and uh, just uh, do your your question. And I mean, quick, give 30 seconds and the lawyer will tell you what's going on. I doubt there's anything there. Uh, every week, a story of a major breach of uh, information. This one, Facebook, 267 million Facebook users. Names, Facebook IDs, phone numbers exposed in an online database. And with that, these cockroaches get your information and phishing emails, identity theft, all kinds of purposes. So if you think credit monitoring is going to help with your identity theft, it will to a point. But there's a lot more out there. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the internet. If you become a victim with LifeLock, U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or monitor every transaction at every business, but LifeLock is real protection. Save up to 25% off your first year using the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. All right, we shall return. This is HANDLE on the Law. 
This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Kentucky. I love cases out of Kentucky. Now, I have given you uh, story after story about um, judges who do wrong things, ethical issues, taking money, acting inappropriately, uh, acting sexually inappropriately. I mean, those stories are from all over the country, and judge, some judges are thrown into jail. Others are merely reprimanded. Others are placed on probation or suspended. Some are relieved of duty. I mean, it runs the gamut. Uh, here is one of my favorite ones that has come up. There is a county judge by the name of Don Gentry was suspended by the Judicial Conduct uh, Commission, and she was charged with nine ethics violation. And that includes a threesome in the courthouse, actually in her office, chambers. Uh, it appears that she and her whole staff were stooping each other like crazy. It was an orgy fest going on. And the, well, I, I don't get this. The Judicial Conduct Commission is saying this is inappropriate workplace behavior. What is wrong with a judge screwing her entire staff, sometimes in multiple numbers, in chambers? Come on, really? And they have a problem with that. Uh, she was elected. And by the way, most uh, judges uh, around the country are elected. Uh, she was elected in November of 2018. And uh, this started allegedly like from day one. And she's also accused of hiring uh, a guy by the name of Stephen Pro uh, Penrose, a man she was already stooping, and then brought him in as an employee of the courtroom to engage in uh, the sex uh, of with all the other folks there. Yeah, there's a story. My guess is she's not long for uh, the bench. And if she ever does sit on the bench again, you think there's going to be an issue of a uh, sexual misconduct case put in front of her? Uh, I don't think so. All right, let's take some phone calls. Hey, Mark, uh, welcome to Handle hey. on the Law. Yes, sir. All right, so um, I was an employee uh, for a, a company, I want to say, a little over a, a year and a half ago, and I, I've been served uh, twice now with their legal documents. Um, first time I called the owner, he said, don't worry about it. You're just listed as agent of service. I'll fix it for you. That was like eight months ago, and then I just recently got served with another uh, sum, uh, summons from federal court in Texas, and this one says that, um, I'm uh, hmm, a defendant in the case, whereas the other one, I was just agent of service. And so I, I looked it up, and I, it, I had an attorney look it up, and he said that uh, on the California Secretary of State website, this guy has me listed as okay. the president, CEO. Oh, God. All right. You got screwed pretty good by uh, your former employer. Uh, you get to call the company in or the law firm in Texas to file the, law for, uh, the lawsuit and it's actually an individual. All right, you get to call the individual and explain how you are not uh, the CEO or you were not in any position of management in the company. And But anybody right. can say that. So he says, too bad, and he's going forward. Now, is, the, is it federal court in Texas? 
Uh, yeah. It's okay. A, it's like a, suing for the, the, like, do not call it. Okay. Uh, well, uh, this is not easy because you may have to go get a lawyer to uh, worm your way out of this one as, as uh, or struggle your way out of this one. This is not easy. Uh, so what I would do is uh, put it on the record. Make sure that the plaintiff on the record has you uh, or understands that you're not management. But here's the problem. He looks at what the secretary of state has that your former employer that says you are. Right. And now you get to prove that you're not. And that's not mm-hmm. and that's not easy to do. Because then you have to go through the records then you have to go through signatures. I mean, it's uh, it seems to me that this is a mess. But I think the more you so, put it- Yeah, and if you go if you go on the website and look at the company, look it up, it has my name, but it has the PDF forms and they're not signed or dated. It just has my name typed in them. Okay, well that helps. That helps. So uh you bring all of that to the attention of the plaintiff and you say, Hey, I have nothing to do with this. And if you look, if you do any investigation, you will find that to be true. The more like you taxes and stuff. I mean, I made a little over minimum wage. That, that's w- even better. I mean, you send everything to the plaintiff, everything mm-hmm. that establishes who and what you are. And then if he goes forward and there's enough proof there uh, that any reasonable person would not have gone forward or would have certainly um, deleted you uh, as or dismissed you as a defendant, then you have uh, then you have him for abuse of process, malicious prosecution. But you, okay. have, I, but he, I would talk to a lawyer. Unfortunately, I'd buy an hour or two of time. I mean, there's no way around it. All right, Paul. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. Hey, Bill. Uh, last last night, a friend of mine called me. Said he was uh, drunk and he couldn't drive home. So uh, I went to go pick him up, and uh, I actually went into the bar because I didn't see him in the front, and he was inside on the corner of the bar with two security guards uh, kind of keeping him in one place. He was holding his nose. I noticed his nose was bleeding and he was holding it with a paper towel. And on the other side of the room was a guy next to his girlfriend, kind of like all hot and heavy and, and uh, with two uh, security guards next to him. So uh, one of the security guards explains, I told him I'm his buddy, what's going on. And he said that um, apparently my buddy, grabbed the the girl's rear end and uh the guy i guess boyfriend punched my friend and uh the cops come and they say uh do you want to press charges to my friend for punching him in the face and he said yeah and so he goes into the other room and he goes well if he's going to press charges on me i want to press charges on him but if he doesn't then i don't i don't okay so the cops go i'm gonna give you guys two minutes to think about it and we'll be right back if i still see you guys here i'm gonna put both of you in jail so the cops leave for a couple minutes they're outside i don't know what they're doing and i tell my friend let's get the heck out of here now and he says no 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 so i literally like pushed him out i go no let's get out of here let's get out of here he said all right fine so we left. Uh, so the first time he was at that bar, what's the worst case scenario for this guy if he actually gets hauled into jail for grabbing a chick's rear end? That is, unless she complains about that, that's an assault on her. And uh, the, the worst case is she'll, he'll be charged with an assault 
uh, grabbing her rear end. Uh, and that's it. I mean, is it a big deal? It's it's a big deal in terms, societally speaking, but in terms of the assault, because uh, physical harm, I mean, he touched her inappropriately. And so you've got that. Uh, and uh, you also have, uh, for sexual purposes, I mean, it's... Um, it's not fun, but they're not, uh, if they haven't released him, if they haven't charged him already, chances are they're not going to go to the, his house and pick him up. Okay, I yeah. mean, is he looking at jail time? No, 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 no. He'll never look at jail time. Not for that. I mean, if he's convicted, okay. it, won't be, no, it won't be jail time. He's just a moron uh, grabbing uh, someone's uh, rear end, a stranger's rear end, woman-wise, with her boyfriend standing next to her. Boy, there's a you know he should go to jail for being stupid, you know that's the big crime is the crime of stupid. This is handle on the law. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel, this is Handel on the Law. All right, Sandy, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, Sandy. Hi. Last year, it's been about a year, over a year, I had my eyes done, the LASIK surgery. Yes. And my eyesight is now worse than it was before I had the surgery. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, if I can sue him for malpractice. Uh, well, here's the problem. Did he malpractice? Because there is a small percentage of people that are going to be worse anyway. Uh, and it's just, uh, it, I'm not going to say it's a big chance. Uh, the complication rate is very, very small. But I'm willing to guess when you sign that form where you waived all kinds of liability, which you can't waive malpractice, by the way. If it's malpractice, you can sign all the forms you want, and uh, those forms are not going to be upheld. But uh, if the doctor did not malpractice, did not cut open your eyeballs, for example, or put the wrong device in, or used uh, equipment that's 100 years old and was defective, assuming the doctor did what the doctor is supposed to do, and your eyesight went south, uh, and... You, even if you didn't sign one, I think uh, that that's just the cost of doing business. Sandy, I think that's just a chan- chance you take, and everybody takes a chance. And uh, thinking that the doctor malpracticed, um, you know what? It's cert- you know, I would call a malpractice attorney, and uh, just uh, the malpractice attorney will probably just get the uh, the uh, will get the operation notes, uh, get the procedure notes. But from what you tell me, uh, it's your site just went gotten worse and that does happen to people uh how much has your site deteriorated than before i mean is this substantial yes okay extremely substantial are you wearing glasses and is that helping no i can't even wear glasses glasses they gave me don't even work okay then you have to call a medical malpractice attorney and just give it a shot okay. and ask the advice. That, yeah, that's you're already above my pay grade. And I'm just looking at the liability. And the, when I had LASIK, I had to sign a form, for example, saying that uh, there is a chance, a small chance, that the surgery will not work and I could get worse. I remember signing that. So uh, you no doubt signed the same thing. Go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. Talk to a med mal attorney. 
Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. Bye. And it happens. And the vast majority of people, uh, it's uh, not a problem at all. But it does happen. Uh, John, hello. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, Bill. Yes. Uh, okay, real quick. So I'm a contract worker. Uh, work for a hospital. Um, they are paying me a very low rate on my W-2s, and they are making up for it by giving me a weekly travel stipend. Uh, they called it a blended rate uh, when we were talking about it uh, before I signed the contract. And now that I'm working it, when I work my overtime, they're only paying me uh, overtime per the base rate, okay. which is a very low rate, okay. and, not, just, and not yeah. into consideration. Yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. now... Uh, the, uh, there are a couple of choices here because you're not paying taxes on the reimbursement, on the travel expenses or whatever the hell they uh, they give you. So that's not taxable. So the only thing you're paying right. taxes are is on the rate that they're publishing and giving you a check for. On the other hand, right. you're entitled to time and a half, of course, for work based on what is legitimate. Uh, legitimately, you should get paid. So I... Uh, Yes. What's happening is the both of you, uh, that is you and your employer, are committing uh, half, you're basically half fraud uh, is what you're doing. As a matter of fact, I'd argue even more of that. You're purposely getting around uh, the tax laws and, and uh, yeah, and that also has to do with the amount of money that's put into workers' comp and all of that. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, it's uncomfortable on both sides. So, uh, John, I don't know which way to go on this one, because uh, for you to get time and a half that you deserve, you then have to go back and say, you have to then give me on an hourly uh, what I deserved in the first place and lower the reimbursement. And you just have to do the figures. And if it turns out that you're better off not paying the tax, then you still understand you're committing fraud here. By screwing around. Uh, Uh, You see the problem? uh, You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, think of that. Yeah, okay. just thinking. Call you. Call your accountant. You know, whoever does your taxes, and say, hey, uh, what is my tax rate at this rate? What would it be at this rate? Right. I've done those calculations myself. I do my own taxes, and it comes out to almost the exact uh, well, same. But I, you know, still wanted to uh, get it right the first time. I don't want to be. You know, I want to fight, fight me in the ass later on. Yeah. Well, I mean it. Uh, it well, I mean, you're committing, uh, you are committing fraud. Are they going to go after you? Probably not, because how are they going to know? Uh, unless there's an right. audit. If an audit is done, you get stuck on an audit, and all of a sudden, uh, here you are as, uh, and what do you do? Are you a nurse? Yes. Okay, so here you are as a That's nurse, right. and you should be getting $35 an hour, right? And instead, yes, you're getting $20 an hour, but the rest of it is reimbursement. Someone is going to, if there's right. an audit, you're screwed. Boy, believe me, they're going to look at you and go, what the hell is going on? Look at both of you. Go after you and go after the employer. Probably the employer more than you. Yeah, because I, I, didn't, know that. That was, I didn't know that was fraud of any kind, actually. Yeah, well, it is. And uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And when you, uh, <laughs> when you do go to jail, let me know. By the way, just uh, offhand, uh, do you happen to be gay? <laughs> no. Oh, well, there's a very good chance you, when you come out of prison, you will be. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay. How many times have you heard me talk of data breaches? Well, here's another one. Facebook users, only 267 million of you have had your names, Facebook IDs, phone numbers exposed in an online database. That was the report 
I certainly believe it. By the way, Facebook says that that database is no longer available. So with this information, you could be targeted for spam messaging, phishing emails, identity theft, all kinds of horrible purposes. And if you're only monitoring your credit, that's not enough. Now, with LifeLock, that's real protection. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the Internet. That can really screw you up. And by the way, with LifeLock, if you become a victim of identity theft, they'll work to fix the problem. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or monitor every transaction at every business, but LifeLock can see the threats you're probably going to miss on your own. You can save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or go to lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the law. AM 640, more stimulating talk, Bill Handle, Saturday morning. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Hey, Michael, uh, welcome to Handle on the Law. Michael, you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? This is Caesar. Oh, I'm sorry, Caesar. Uh, Welcome to Handle on the Law. I got the wrong uh, name. Go ahead. What can I do for you? All right. So um, I leased a, a home about 26 months ago. I just moved out at the end of July. Um, this home was brand new when we moved into it. And, uh, you know, it had normal wear and tear. You know, we washed the carpets. We cleaned the house as much as we could to leave it in the original state. I, th- I gave a $3,000 deposit. And the landlord is saying now that, you know, they're going to keep most of the deposit because uh, we hung pictures, we hung TVs. So there's nail holes, screw holes. There's not real damage to the walls. Well, hold on a minute. Wait a sec. Nail holes and screw holes are damage to the wall. Because if they gave you a wall that was pristine and you're supposed to give it back to them in the same condition, minus wear and tear, uh, where would you say that that's uh, given to them in in the same condition? Do you think that would grant for them to keep most of the deposit? No, no, it would no, no. It what it would do is they can keep enough money to plug the holes up, and then theoretically paint the wall, or if they have the paint, do a little touch up if you really can't tell the difference. And that's where the issue is going to be. Now uh, they have to be very specific too uh, about what they want, what they're keeping the money for. Have they done that already to you or for you? No, no, they haven't. And actually, since I told you it was a new house, they left me some touch-up paint. And I touched up the wall, you know, where we touched the wall and it got dirty, kind of cleaned it, touched up the wall. Well, it happened that that paint was, I guess it got old. So you can tell that we did touch-ups. But now they want to charge for for them to repaint everything when they were the ones that left me the paint to touch up. Okay, well, that uh, you can argue that that was their intent. I mean, the worst that happens is, you, Caesar, you just go to court. You know, they're going to hold, uh, let's say, out of the $3,000, they give you $1,000 back or $500 back, and you sue them. And they they're have to... They're giving me about 700 back. All right, if they're going to give you 700 out of 3000 uh, you're going to sue them. Uh, that's, you're okay. going to sue them for 2300 bucks Now... 
Uh, they, and you also find out how much it's going to cost you to paint the place. Or you paint it yourself. And they have to give you a, I think it's three weeks. I remember what the statute is. They have to give you a full accounting. And if they don't give you a full accounting within that period, the statutory period, you can look that up in about two seconds, uh, then you get all your money back. Then they can't even argue that uh, there is damage to the place. How long has it been since now, you, there, how long has it been since you moved out? Uh, we just moved out at the end of July. All right. Well, how long? Uh, okay. So uh, you've only been out um, what a, a few weeks, but you know they have thirty days, and if they don't give it to you, it's a full they, accounting they have to give you. All right. They actually they already gave me they already gave me a, a full a full account. Oh yeah, that's done. Now the only oh, okay. Did, so that's they, done. So now the only issue is. Uh, the paint and what they want to do with it. And then I've just explained to you, which I'm not going to do again, uh, how, how to deal with that. Hi, Kathleen. Kathleen, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes. Bill. So I got breast cancer. Thank God they got it all. I am cancer-free. Good and for you. did the reconstruction. Yes, yeah, it's a blessing. I'm very blessed. So they took the left breast off, but they used the chunk of my left hip to recreate a new breast which is what my choice was and he promised he would do the right side which is cancer free as far as we know and um now he's refusing to do that five weeks in the middle of it so they technically half-assed the job so (laughs) okay so they did uh, so i'm a little confused so uh you have uh all right, you had breast. Did you have a mastectomy? The entire, uh, both Correct. breasts removed. Yes. Okay, and they oh, don't. They did just one breast. All right. They did one breast, and okay. he he won't. He's refusing to do the other one for symmetry and balance. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, boy, that gets interesting. Um, and that's yeah. the doctor. And I'm assuming there's an issue with insurance paying for this, right? Actually, you know, it's the largest HMO, so I work for them as well. So I and, have an issue of things. Uh, Okay, is that that doctor who refuses to do it, or is it a policy of the largest HMO? No, no it's that doctor. Oh, changing okay. His mind. He promised he was going to yeah, do the other all right. side. Okay, so and now he's reneging. Got it. And, no, I understand. Yeah. And uh, the largest HMO, you're talking about Kaiser, right? Correct. Okay, good, because I'm a member of Kaiser, and I happen to think Kaiser is great, unless you need a, a new breast. Unless and they, there's a problem. Right, yes, unless, well, no, it's, yes. yeah, unless you need a new breast, and then uh, they have a policy. <laughs> okay, so yes. um, now, uh, Kaiser, how many doctors do you think Kaiser has, Kathleen? Oh, a lot, yeah, a lot. Yeah. I had to travel six hours from Ventura to San Jose to find a doctor who could do this particular. Oh, I see. Well, there are doctors out. It can't be the only doctor in town, uh, Kathleen. Right. And I am waiting for another. Yeah. And that's going to be, and that's going to be, and that's going to be your answer. Uh, You can't, you can't force a doctor to do a procedure. And if the doctor says, uh, I'd rather not, uh, doctors can say no for whatever reason. Now, if the policy of Kaiser is for him to do it, he's got some explaining to do. And at, on the, at the same Correct. time, I would put in a complaint to Kaiser about him. But if he, oh, change, yeah. And yeah. If he changes his mind, Kathleen, that's the last doctor I would ever go to, a guy who's really pissed off at you. Right, right. I'm not comfortable with right. Exactly. It's again. like going. It's, it's like getting upset with a waiter, and the waiter spitting in your food. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, and that's exactly what he would do: is spit inside your breast. Pah! Yeah. 
That's right. Probably. Okay. All right. But uh, they're probably, but uh, Kathleen, uh, there are tons of doctors, just a little uh, bit of research. And you may have to go uh, pro- maybe even to downtown LA uh, on Sunset, uh, which of course is their mate. I've checked them. I've, yeah, I've had surgery there. I've yeah. checked them. And they're taking a big chunk of my hip. And it's called a gap deep. Uh, reconstruction process, yeah, and, and this I've doctor never... has only done about six of them. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, that seems like it's pretty new technology. Yeah, yeah, and there's no medical reason not to do the other side, and they make you watch a video saying these are your choices, Be and they have to provide this for you. Yeah, okay, so it's a question, so you're going to deal, deal with a complaint with Kaiser, uh, and yeah. you get to find uh, a doctor who is willing to do this. Now, one of the things about Kaiser, as an HMO, Kaiser uh, is, if you work the system, uh, there's nothing better than Kaiser, ever. These crazy Correct. people go, oh, you can't choose your own doctor. Yes, you can. Uh, you can veto yeah. any doctor. They'll always find you another doctor. Now, it's going to be a Kaiser doctor, but there are more doctors yeah. in Kaiser than most people have ever even heard of, so that's not a problem. Right. Uh, so anyway, right. I think... I, you're, I don't feel hopeless. No, you're no, doing everything right. Feel. You're doing, And it's not a legal okay. issue. You're not going to force them. You're not going to ask for arbitration. Uh, you're going to get another breast doctor. And that seems like, I mean, taking your hip, I'm assuming taking yeah. uh, flesh and the fat. Flesh the, the, yeah. yeah. Wow. So they recreate a whole new breast. Wow. And so, and you lose some weight around your hip too. Yeah. And so now I'm like kind of out of balance. Yeah. So you need, okay, you do the other one. Right. You do the other one. Yeah. Which is why it's weird the way you explain that they're not willing to do it. It's that's be almost beyond comprehension. But anyway, you're going to look good. You're you're not going to be as hippie. You're going to have both breasts. (laughs) You're going to be fine. Uh, Yeah. And uh, it's it literally is uh, a question of working that system. And when you work it, and uh, my wife Marjorie works it better than anybody I know, it works phenomenally, just phenomenally. When you think of home security, I'm going to suggest you think of Simply Safe, and here's why: it's like getting commercial grade, enterprise level security, but for your home. So think about security the top companies use. Uh, they know the cops are going to be there on scene immediately. That's the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give the cops an eyewitness account of the crime, which means police dispatch is up to three and a half times faster than with a normal burglar alarm system. And you get a comprehensive protection for your house. Outdoor cameras, doorbells alert to alert you to anyone approaching, entry motion, glass break sensors guard the inside. Uh, Simply Safe protects your home from fires and water damage and carbon monoxide uh, poisoning, all monitored 24-7 by live security pros. And you can set up the system yourself. I did this for my daughter. No tools needed, or you can have the Simply Safe experts set it up for you. Monitoring, 50 cents a day. No contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash handle to get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee simplysafe.com slash handle s-i-m-p-l-i simplysafe.com slash handle and uh this is handle on the law AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday morning. Welcome back. This is Handel on the Law. 
marginal legal advice. Harvey. Hello, Harvey. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, Harvey, you there? Hi. Yes. I'm here. Yes, sir. So um, I'm going to try and get through this. You may have to bear with me a little bit. But um, last year, late last year, uh, my 17-year-old daughter um, died in a solo car accident Ooh. in the rain. Yeah, that's tough. It, it is. And um, so um, I didn't, you know, I didn't think really anything about it. I'm not like a Sue happy person or anything like that. But um, this area that she died and hit this telephone pole has been the, uh, you know, the site of a lot of accidents and I think even a couple of deaths and nothing has ever been done about it. Um, so, you know, I, but I, I, I let it go. And um, so here about um, two weeks ago, well, actually, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Um, about three months after my daughter passed away, um, they made improvements to this area of the road and put in curb and gutter because there was no curb and gutter, no guardrail. Nothing had been done about the previous accidents. Uh, so then, again, about three months later, um, after my daughter died, um, they they started to improve, do road improvements and put in curb and gutter, which probably would have saved my daughter's life. And um, so, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not that type of person, so I, I just let it go. But about two weeks ago, I received a letter from Edison uh, saying, uh, we want your insurance information because we think you did some damage to our pole. Wow. And, you, wait a second. Yeah. You, your daughter did the damage by crashing into uh, that area? Yes. Okay. That's so, what they're claiming. Wow. Okay. Boy, that t- that's chutzpah. Boy, that's balls, isn't it? Uh, okay. So yeah. uh, what is what is your question? So my question is, what do I mean? I don't want to hire, you know, like an ambulance chaser lawyer or anything like that. Well, no, you want to. Since your daughter died, it's not going to be an ambulance chasing lawyer. You're going to talk to uh, a pretty high end personal injury lawyer uh, because you're talking about this is not a rear ender uh, where you make up uh, a whiplash injury. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get more serious than uh, losing your daughter in a car crash. Now, let me give you a couple of other things uh, that uh, be considered. First of all, of course you tell uh, Edison to go pound sand uh, because that and, and it could be that they don't even know uh, the circumstances all they know is there was an accident a car this was the driver and uh, therefore they caused damage probably not even knowing anything else could be odd. I don't and I don't know if this is the case but they I actually addressed the fact that she died. OK, well, then they're just a bunch of asses. OK, uh, and that part you don't have to worry about because uh, let him try to go forward with that uh, based on the fact that you're arguing. And I think successfully a bad design of uh, of the roadway. Now, the fact that they fixed it uh, doesn't help you because the law says is any uh, any uh, ameliorating of the, situation, of the situation afterwards cannot be used in court because it's too prejudicial. Because effectively, that's simply an admission that they're at fault. And uh, so that stops any court battle because effectively they said we're guilty. And that, so the law doesn't allow that after the fact. However, the fact that they knew about this 
And then we want to figure out, or you, and you do want a lawyer on this one. You want a personal injury lawyer because this is a big deal. This really is. Losing your daughter, nothing is ever going to bring your daughter back, but damn it, that has to be worth something, and all it can be worth is money because that's the only way society has to... Uh, to somehow give you some solace, even though, you, of course, you would never take money for that. You know what? I'd grab it, and, uh, and, and if nothing else, so they know they can't get away with it. So uh, here's what uh, the issue is going to be, is uh, that how often did they, were they warned? Did they know? Did they not fix it in time uh, over the course of uh, them the, the knowledge they have? How, how long did they know it? How many accidents did they know, know about and uh, that's going to be the issue. And you absolutely mm-hmm. need a personal injury lawyer on this one and, and, and a high-end personal injury lawyer. Go to the website. We have several of those who do complex personal injury cases. I mean, ambul- there are ambulance chasers out there, and then there are lawyers uh, that work for months and years and have incredibly complex cases. Uh, and so I think you want one of that caliber. And so the easiest thing is go to handleonthelaw.com. I guarantee you'll get one. Okay. All right? Thank you for your time. All right. No, my pleasure. And sorry about that. I can't even imagine. I have two daughters, and uh, I can't imagine what he went through. Yeah, Mike went through. Good God, losing a daughter and then knowing it was the fault of uh, the uh, Department of Water and Power or uh, the city. I'd nail them. I would nail them. Also, someone has to deal with uh, Edison saying, hey— it's the fault of the city for bad design that actually caused the accident. So leave us alone. Um, just in insanity. All right. You're uh, on public Wi-Fi or you're on a Wi-Fi system that's password protected and you think that's safe. Uh, no, it's not. Because even if you're using password protected Wi-Fi, Cyber criminals can still hack that connection to watch your activity and steal the information you're sending and receiving. And there are other cyber threats that your password won't even stop, like ransomware, malware, spyware. So let me tell you about Norton 360. Norton 360 gives you powerful layers of protection for your devices and online privacy. You get these layers, including real-time device security and a VPN, a secure VPN, virtual private network that has bank-grade encryption, and uh, it helps keep your information, logins, passwords, secure, private. And by the way, a password manager uh, that manages your passwords so you don't forget them all like I do. And a PC safe cams feature, which even notifies you if cyber criminals try to use your webcam and then helps block them. Now, no one can prevent all cyber crime, but the new Norton 360, that's powerful protection. Get up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash handle. Norton.com slash handle. All right, this is Handle on the Law. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.